I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ladies and gentlemen, finish your eggs and listen to the ramble. <laughs> finish your eggs? Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, right, I get you. We're here. We're back again. And James or Jim is here. All right. Pete's here? Yeah, I am. And uh, Luke is also here. All right. Uh, they can't answer back, but Luke and Pete can. Hmm. Um, I'm going to start with an email. This is from Liam uh, Carolan from Chevrolet in Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> USA. Yeah. Maryland, USA. <laughs> That's how you say it. Yeah. You don't say Maryland, say Maryland. Do you not? I thought you said Maryland. So is it Maryland cookies? Yes. yes. Mary Queen. <laughs> he says, uh, well, first of all, him and like many other emailers have uh, pointed out that um, it wasn't Mia Ham in the last profile who uh, took her top off in celebration. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Brandy Chastain. Yeah. That, yeah. Sorry about that. That was my fault. I said that. Not to worry. You've got so, to, you've got to prove you're human every now and then. Yeah, exactly. You um, can see her chest ends. <laughs> yeah, oh, high dear. fives. Uh, <laughs> you can't make a, like a rubbish joke, then call your own high five. Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, the the uh, he says uh, inspired by the amazing first leg of. Uh, Arsenal versus Barcelona. What end result of a match surprised you the most based on preconceived notions before the match and watching a short segment of the game? Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> For which we thank him. <laughs> it's his question. Yeah. Uh, James, I'd love you to go first. I am going to go for when England beat Germany. Oh, five God, one that's my one. In the <laughs> well, you've got a few minutes to think of another oh, okay, one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought about going for that one, but I... Withdrew. Mm. Well, Yanka scored after f- six minutes. Or something like that, yeah. yeah. And it, it just seemed like, oh, here we go. Yep. And we all know what happened. Emil Heskey scored. <laughs> Heskey sounds like a thing rude boys say to describe something that's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, them, them trainers are Heskey. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he even got be. in on the action. I think it might actually be that. Well, it, it, they went 1 0 up Germany, and then the <laughs> Germans started singing. It's coming home. Yes. Obviously in English. And it was like, they're really taking the piss now. Yeah. Um, but then England uh, have since chanted 5-1, even Heskey scored. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, <laughs> goes along with what you're saying there, mm. James. Yeah, it's a good start, yeah. I think even Sven was surprised by that. Yes. I think we all were. I remember a lovely moment, actually. I th- I'm not sure if it was when England were 4 or 5 one up, but uh, the job was done. And Steven Gerrard, he took the ball past Dietmar Hammond, and then he went back and took it past the ball past him again, <laughs> like, just taking yeah, I think it was Stefan Effenberg before the game had said like who who the hell is Steven Gerrard it was very very satisfying that's not like Effenberg no <laughs> <laughs> Gerrard's got a beauty in that yeah, game did, yeah. really good goal I mean I'm, Ericsson was probably surprised because his tactics were just sort of sit back and protect the 1-0 deficit I'm sure so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a disgrace 1-0 <laughs> <laughs> loss in Germany is not a bad result uh, PT uh, I came in late to the uh, Liverpool Champions League final oh, oh. that's the other one I thought of <laughs> <laughs> that's two down and I thought Wow, this uh, I, I needn't have bothered with this, but it was just a what a match! Yeah, I mean, really, what a bloody match! Seven it, minutes of madness. I felt like I supported Liverpool that night. Yeah, I, I think everybody did. As soon as I got home, that <laughs> 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 wasn't it. It was incredible. incredible. There was a lot of diving going on, but I mean, <laughs> you, and, need, and you sometimes need to ride your luck a little bit. That's right. <laughs> I remember I read, an, I read an interview of Carlo Ancelotti who said he wouldn't change anything about that game. There's nothing he could do. He can't. He can legislate for that seven minutes of complete madness yeah. Yeah. at the half time. Also, in the first half in that game, I mean. Shevchenko had a goal ruled out for being offside and it was really really marginal I mean you sort of tight enough where you'd see that given here and there yeah. so it could have been even worse for Liverpool so also, an amazing comeback the, the, I mean the, the penalty was a little bit questionable as well mm. yeah um, oh yeah I don't want to open a can of worms but you know I mean it's the sort of thing that you would necessarily not always see given you know so I mean that's that's also yeah. but that it was in, in the heat of, of 
the sort of resurgence. I mean, because there was a real buzz around Liverpool even before the game had started. A mate of mine at half time who supports Spurs and just, you know, has no real sort of interest in that fixture was saying Liverpool is still going to win. They're still going to win. And there were loads even of at half time, like, yeah. That. There were quite a few people saying that where I was just. Andy Gray was unbelievable. Andy Gray said game Some, over, didn't they? Remember oh, that's right, it did, yeah. yeah. I hate saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll go back and I'll, I'll watch it because it, it's just a wonderful bit of uh, a very iconic uh, match. But I mean, it's trying, to, scored, trying to find it on, yeah, yeah. Trying, to find it, trying to find it on YouTube without some sort of pumped up uh, on your track. That yeah. some idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think that's my most hated thing about YouTube. You're the best yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reckon there's definitely, I reckon there's definitely a, a, a video of the, that Liverpool win with the music from Platoon over the background yeah oh. <laughs> anything either flipping tight no actually i tell you what the biggest the with biggest the crime from to music yeah, yeah, yeah. Evanescence maybe it was us yeah. Evanescence bring me to life look Evanescence keep them away from football <laughs> All right. it's not good Keeping for football everything everything, everything. <laughs> oh, dear. I once saw two goths Staring into each other's eyes, kissing, saying the words to that Evanescent song. <laughs> it was horrible. How did that happen? It was awful. What, a football game? <laughs> no. In a, <laughs> in a pub. Was it the Whitby Goths? The Whitby Goths. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, Whitby the two centre-backs. I'm sure they'd never be, they'd never be guilty of such reckless behaviour. Yeah, it's coming up, that fixture, the, the Whitby Goths, at the end of the month. Yeah. Mm. The, the Whitby Gazette versus the, uh, the Goths. Yeah. In Whitby, uh, Luke, have you got one? Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, you two did pick the two I was gonna, probably going to go for. So, I, I think another one you could potentially say was when England went a goal up in the quarterfinal of World Cup ninety against Cameroon. Okay, and everyone thought, ah, oh, easy, this is going to be easy. <laughs> and before I knew it, they were two one down. Yeah, and then they went three two. So that that was probably a game where you thought, mm, how's that going to go? England had written off Cameroon yep. before and took it well too easily. Yep. Um, someone people were talking about it being a buy and all sorts. And as soon as they went a goal up, it was like, yeah, no problem. And Would, obviously they had a game on there. Was that the match where Bobby Robson in the tunnel sort of said, um, "These fellas don't look up for it, lads. Come on, lads. These fellas don't look up for it." And one of the one of the Cameroon players went, "We do speak English." So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. I hope so. Well, you I could pick a number of Cameroon performances. Obviously, the opening game against Argentina. Yeah. Well that, was, well, that was obviously sort of almost billed as a, as a showpiece game to open the tournament. That's right. Yeah. How, would, how, would, how would Wilkinson was doing scouting for that much? And he said uh, that they had about four or five players. It's, a, it's effectively a bye. Yeah, that's, that's uh, what yeah, I was yeah. referencing earlier. Yeah, it, was it Wilkinson who said that? Yeah, it? Was, yeah, it was Howard Wilkinson who was doing scouting. Notable uh, visionary. Odd, odd face, Wilkinson. Mm. Yeah, um, got odd head. Someone, Small some, mouth. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, someone said to me, actually... Think, Lots of power. About, um, <laughs> about um, the semi-final... And apparently Bobby Robson mistakenly put Chris Woods on the bench when he was supposed That's to right. put Dave Besson on the bench, yeah. who was a penalty expert, and he wanted to put it, bring him on, but he, he'd filled the team sheet in wrong, so he couldn't bring him on. He had to bring on... We, we couldn't, he wanted to sub Shilton off because he knew Sh- Shilton was rubbish at penalties, but he couldn't because he made a mistake. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, apparently so, yeah, yeah. Flipping it. Good info there, Lucas. Thanks. Good info. Uh, I'm going to go for... I thought about going for in two thousand and. Two France Senegal that was 2002 oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. when Senegal won but I'm not going to I'm, this is not perhaps not the most dramatic one but it was in uh, USA 94 quarter final Germany against Bulgaria oh yeah ah. and Germany went 1-0 up mm. uh, might have been a Mateus penalty mm-hmm. and everyone thought well Bulgaria have done well to get to the quarter finals you know fair and enough Lechkov put them out and yeah. then uh, Stoichkov scored, scored yeah. a lovely free yeah. kick and then Lechkov and I remember John Motson when uh, Lechkov scored that he- header he just went Lechkov he just couldn't believe it you know it was it was basically, superb it really basically was. Um, confirming what everyone thought that he is just a poor man's Barry Davis <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much any of Turkey's games from um uh, Euro 2008 yeah. as well worth a shout that was well. drama yeah it was incredible wasn't it? Especially, drama. especially the game against Croatia it was brilliant yeah. yeah but it didn't but that's not quite in with the question though because if you watched the first bit of that game you wouldn't have thought that you, you could have quite easily thought we'd gone to penalties though. yeah true yeah. Right, who's got Fair the point? Fair enough, I'm suitably chastened. He's <laughs> uh, got to go to Pete, really. Hey! Oh, who wants some of these? <laughs> See what i got on my hands? For the yeah. benefit of the listeners, he was sticking his fingers up on yeah. his <laughs> oh, Offering us some swears. Yeah. 
Manchester United 1, Chelsea 2. Controversial. Offside. It was offside, ref. <laughs> Video. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> uh, that was... Bored <laughs> of it. A, a, a direct quote from Alex Ferguson. No, Terry, Terry Feeling's still saying that now. <laughs> to the BBC. <laughs> uh, not good enough for a night of the realm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he didn't, talk, he didn't talk to the BBC on Match of the Day again. Well, he doesn't, does he? he won't, no. Really. No. He's boycotted the Beeb. There's talk that he's going he's, to have to start doing that. Well, so, really? Is it I a think contractual they, thing? They should start the flexing their muscles. Around, they should start yeah. flexing their muscles. Well, Sky on. famously did, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. But, um, Interestingly enough, Paul Ince was a, he was a pundit the other night on Sky Sports, wasn't he? For the, Did he have um, a little bit of paper with speak written on it? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, speak crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that bit's necessary. One other fact that a friend of mine was working for Sky Sports and he said that he was at the Masters tournament. You know the Masters? Yeah. The indoor yeah. five or six aside, five yeah. side, yeah. Uh, with all the ex-pros. And he just wanted to get a few um, interv- little interviews after the games. And he went up to Ince, and Ince turned around and went, I don't do interviews with Sky Sports. Did he? And told him God. to clear off in a very vulgar way. And there he is being a pundit on Sky oh Sports. God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Awful decision, though. Did really, really yeah. poor. Yeah. Yeah. Basic stuff. I mean, I think the thing is, though... He it, was well offside. Yeah. yeah, he was, yeah. And I think he knew it as well. Yeah. But I mean, it's not his... It couldn't believe his luck, surely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to be fair, the United goal was handball, though. Yeah. Uh, it really was. annoyed me the way Makeda celebrated, you know, because you know they're they're two one down there. It's quite tight, and he's running off, going, "Yeah, I've scored, me, yeah. woo!" Yeah, 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 I found yeah, that I really annoying. Could it be called, Chris- it be called Cristiano Ronaldo esque? <laughs> you kid, but yeah. he's only about fourteen, so he's, he's probably quite excited. Still, yeah, I know, but cut it out. Son. It was like the fellow who scored for Burnley the weekend as well. He did the same. Thing. <laughs> he, went, yeah. yes. he went yes. <laughs> he went, I don't think they could have rescued it. <laughs> you know, mind you, they've got, they've, they've got the news. So Lo- lovely goal by Joe Cole. Mm. Was a great goal, balding Joe Cole. He is, yeah. yeah. He is beautiful finish, beautiful boy. He went. His injury seems to have aged him about six years. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> do, you th- do you think he'll go to the World Cup? I'd like to I see him go so. to the World Cup. I, think, I mean, he's, he's a decent option on the right if need be as well. well. He's one of those players that can play in a couple of positions. I think exactly. he's quite useful. We need that. We got because <laughs> we're not very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> England have got quite a few players. I mean, if if you, if you count Milner and Hargreaves, they but can I, th- both but I think Paul Cole can pull out some some sweet tricks. <laughs> yes, yeah, some sweet skills. <laughs> you like his I like, skills. I like yeah. my skill. I like his skills. Oh, for me, Joe Cole on his day when he's on top form. He's an absolute must. He's, yeah. You've got to start. Devastating player. I'd play him if he was on top form. I've said it before. I'd play him ahead of Gerrard. He, I would. He might, <clears throat> he might have an incredibly strong final six games. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, he is coming into form. He's, he's playing yeah. well. I mean, he started the game against United, didn't he? He mm. did. Mm. Um, it, was a, it was a superb finish as well. Mm. Yeah, cheeky. Sunderland beat Spurs three-one. D Ben scored. Two missed two penalties. That's and three against Spurs this season he's missed, isn't it? Three penalties against Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> Not awful penalties, I don't think. Yeah, I no, thought, I thought, I thought, good I thought, save. Very yeah. fair. F- certainly the first one. Didn't they have a goal disallowed as well? Was that someone else? They did. Anton Ferdinand very harshly as well. Was I thought. It? Yeah. Spurs could have lost that six-one. Zenden <laughs> scored a peach, <laughs> didn't he? Oh, that was yeah, a, yeah, such a great a, goal. Such a beaut. And it didn't come <laughs> off his foot. It come off like just on his shin pad. Just on his shin pad. Oh, even better. You wouldn't call it a shin roller, but just the fact that he was able to just whack it with his. That's how powerful this. It's lovely. That's when remember Robin Van Persie did that, that famous goal he scored. Yeah, like against Charlton. Yeah, he voided it into sort of in the top corner, yeah. clearly off his shin because it was yeah. so high. I like to think he actually meant to do that. Yeah, <laughs> never have I seen such wonderful work with the shin mm-hmm. since yeah. Richard Goff. Sunderland <laughs> um, <laughs> did beat Spurs three-one. Uh, we talked the other week about players celebrating in, against their old teams yeah. and uh, Bent celebrated in quite antagonistic fashion yeah but I think yeah. that's well, different we than just... Kettle of Fish well no 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 but not, there's no need to be antagonistic but Fair my, enough celebrate but but my, but my point about the celebration against your old, t- old teams was that for example t- players like I know no no I know I know the point you're making of, for mm. example there's Peter Crouch have a little bit well, just because they've had a good, they've had good, if they've had a good period there, yeah. and they've moved on to bigger places and better places, yeah. and bigger clubs, then um, you sort of like it's fair Be a little bit more respect. Yeah. yeah, I think Robbie Keane yeah. famously doesn't celebrate against his old club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of players don't. Do. I think Darren Bent though. He was treated terribly. He's wasn't proven it? his point, isn't yeah. he? But there's no need to be. There's no need to really kind of. Uh, 
Oh, he should Rub be letting his football do the talking, James. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think once you get the Adebayor kind of celebration, oh, yeah. that, that's a prob- that becomes a problem. Yeah. But a little yeah. bit, I don't have a massive problem with, to right, be honest. Yeah. What did well, he do? I didn't see what he did. He did the old... Uh, Give it like, all, oh, did he? Yeah, the, with the, the making his hand like a mouth, you know. Oh, nice. Lobster. Yeah. To, to, lobster right, a lobster celebration. Right to Redknapp. Yeah. No, not to Redknapp, to the fans. <laughs> it been, to to Sandra Redknapp. Yeah, yeah. Destroyed partner. This could be the wheels starting to wobble, maybe, for Spurs. A poor result for running. It's a poor result for yeah. They needed to win that game. Yeah. City having such a big win as well. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to be great for the confidence. I mean, sort of. You sort of think the Spurs may let it slip. Yeah, because City looked very strong. Well, but I mean, it's definitely just between City and Spurs now for me. Liverpool yeah. slipped up again, didn't they? So, uh, I, I, I think I said at the beginning of the season it between Spurs and City, mm. but. Like you say, Spurs have got a much harder running. I would, I would argue. Yeah, and Man City are on stunning form at the weekend. Stunning form. Uh, just going back to, to Darren Bent uh, briefly. Tony Cascarino. Uh, He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he said that Darren Bent should go to the World Cup finals, even if it means that England only take two goalkeepers. Third choice goalkeepers never play, yet England could easily need a predator such as Bent if Jermaine Defoe got injured. Uh, that was in his uh, his article that he writes. Uh, one clever well, chap said, yeah. someone else. <laughs> yeah. One clever chap did comment at the bottom of the article, and it said. Uh, Tony, read Article 23.3 <laughs> of FIFA's World Cup regulations, and if I may. Each association will then be required to provide FIFA with a final list of no more than 23 pra- players, brackets, three of whom shall be goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was in the rules. Yeah, no. I know. Well, it seems I like wonder it's, about that. I, I think you should be allowed to take who you want. If we were to take Phil Jagielka, yeah, for example, yeah, would he, could you, would you be work? forced to wear a keeper's strip? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely didn't know you had to announce three as goalkeepers. That's why they, apparently that's why they changed it to 23 players. Right, OK. Um, presumably Tony Cascarino, next piece of advice would be... <laughs> If you've not played for an international team, why don't you forge your passport <laughs> and then you can play for who you want? Well, did he go on to say that? He never. No, okay. But I think he, you know, I think we all assume that he probably would have done. Um, fortunately, to um, to be a renter quote gobshite, it doesn't matter what international national that you are. So okay. yeah, he gets on the right. Yeah. I should know exactly. Yeah. Fulham beat Wigan two one. Roy Hodgson kicked his seat in frustration. They're a goal down, weren't they? Mm. They were yeah. when they conceded. He oh, Scotland finally scored, didn't they? Jason he did, Scotland yeah. did. Yeah, I think he was the player, like I said to you the other week, with the most shots for for a Premier League team with no goals, and now he's got one. <laughs> he so looked he's absolutely right. delighted, didn't he? <laughs> I bet. Did you see Hodgson booting the? I didn't tree? see yeah. that. Left no. a dent. That's how tough he is. That's he is. It, unlike Roy the boy. Old man <laughs> strength. When <laughs> people, when men get to a certain age, they just become hard. When they look like they should be frail, <laughs> sinewy. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. The Fulham fans were booing um, their team. Really? It's they made ridiculous, noise, isn't it? To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to Craven Cottage for a while? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. They've had their best season for yet, for absolutely years, and they're just um, they're not really. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard the Arsenal fans booing at half time against Barcelona, which is absolutely ridiculous. If that's <laughs> the case, I, mean, I may be mistaken, and people point it out if I am. But I mean, that is some of the best football I've ever seen. They were probably saying boo earns. Yeah, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Last week when Manchester United were away at Bayern Munich, um, in Serbia, they were down to have the game played on television, but they didn't. They actually broadcasted a 13-hour discussion and debate, which resulted in an apology for the uh, massacre of the Bosnian Muslims. Uh, in that country in 1995. 13 hours? 13 yeah. hours, yeah. That's the uh, Srebrenica massacre, Marcus. That's right, I know yeah. I'll pronounce that, so... Yeah, okay. yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, and you wait for uh, holding talks with the, the Serbian uh, broadcaster that screened the uh, the parliamentary debate instead. So um, they had the rights to it but didn't screen it? Mm. That's right, yeah. UEFA said that uh, there'd be possible um, sanctions or compensations... It seems weird that UEFA can kind of uh, give their sanctions and compensations to uh, to a television company. Well, I presumably, I presume, I presume that's national television, was it? Well, the bottom line yeah. is UEFA are probably accountable. If they sell the rights to a, a broadcaster and the broadcaster doesn't show it, and they've got a they've yeah. got a right to say, "Well, hang on a minute, yeah, that's so gonna, that's, this is going to affect who gets the rights next time." Then, yeah, it's a uh, two way street with that sort of agreement hmm. as well. They've, they ha- they are obliged to show it. I See, guess they've got. I guess UEFA have got advertisers as, as well as the TV channels themselves as well. Maybe this was yeah. done to get some 
international attention. Yeah, Who yeah. knows? Call me cynical. The thing about the thing about rights is an odd one because it clearly seems to just be whoever has the most money gets the rights. Whereas I'd like to see a, like a a sort of uh, means tested how good you are at broadcasting assessment. <laughs> well, I would because ITV are absolutely terrible, so they shouldn't have, yeah. they should be able to chuck money at it and that'll be it. But they, they should be incentivised to really make their coverage as best as it can be. Anybody yeah. who's got Tildesley on the payroll. Well, that consistently for years and, and years and years. It's thing, though, isn't it? So it's... Well... You know, it's, it's difficult to prove in court that, that Clive Tilsley is shit. Oh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I'd love to have a go, don't get me <laughs> well, wrong. Whilst I'd love to see Clive Tilsley in court, <laughs> I, I don't mean quite severe as that. I'd like to see like, a board of people... I mean, it's the same with anything, but if you get a board of, of, of experienced broadcasters in sport and, mm. and say, assess these... Broadcasters. Oh, Clive Tilsley. Yeah, assess him how many times he talks about that night in Barcelona and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and give the rights to people who are decent at broadcasting it. But it shouldn't just all be about money all the time, is what I'm saying. I think that's why you're not head of hmm, the, maybe the Premier League or... You wait and see. Well, you yeah. wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool got a point at Birmingham City, like a lot of the big clubs have this season. Mm-hmm. Did you see Gerard's face when Torres went off? I didn't it was see it. What unbelievable, happened? right? Pete described it as he was trying to work out a hard sum. Yeah, it looked <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> genuinely unfathomable. unfathomable. And, and, then, and then Torres had like a, a bit of ice on his knee, didn't he? Really? Uh, yeah, he, he, put, he, he had some ice bomb, and I swear... What, a bit that of ice was, or an ice pack? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a lump of ice. Oh, yeah. But no, it, I, I, I genuinely believe that was Benitez going, just, put, just make, make yourself look injured, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, I know I've messed this up. Benitez said after the game, actually, took him off because he was... Was it fatigued or injured? He was just or tired, but he what, said tired. From the body language that you could see, right, Torres was walking off and Gerard just sort of tapped him, tapped him was like, where are you going? And Torres basically <laughs> shrugged his shoulders, like, well, I've been subbed off. And Gerard's face was just, like, he was looking over at the bench as if almost like he'd had a clamp put on his foot. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it was I've incredible. got to do so much it, more now. It was so unguarded. It was, <laughs> was, it? It yeah, was it a was. wonderful face away. It was a great, great camera shot as well, because they got both of them in the line. Yeah. And whoever, whoever was um, working the cameras did a lovely bit of stuff. All right. But uh, I think much of the there too, uh, for some reason, oscillated between absolute blithering crap uh, with the Martin Keown uh, Lee Dixon <laughs> quiz that they yeah. did. It was an absolute joke. They just suddenly just went, well, it's... Uh, how did, how did the it's well, Easter, no. so time for a quiz. And, just, and people, it, people accused the BBC of dumbing down. It was just utter <laughs> dog shit. But um, the too good, too bad. One of the too good, too bad was uh, then somebody had caught Wayne Rooney sort of stealing a bit of beer. Or yeah, something. it was like, really, really weird. He was just stealing beer. Oh, it was brilliant. He was in a director's box. And he was on his own, and then a, a, well, watching a, the United game. Yeah, and yeah. A, a girl came in with a pint of beer. I think she was like a waitress working there, and she'd gone out, and he picked up the beer and just put a bit of it into his glass and hid. I think he realised he was, was on camera. It was in a camera. coffee cup. It was in a coffee yeah. cup. He put it. In a, he poured it in a little, <laughs> little bit. In a, in a it was enough cup. beer that if you came, if you were sitting with him and you came back, and there was, there was enough missing where you'd go. He's had some. <laughs> he absolutely has to have had some of that. <laughs> well, I don't understand yeah, why I haven't touched it. it. I Mental. haven't touched it. I never touched it. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It was, a, it, was, it was a lovely long... You know when you, when you see these things being caught on long lenses, it's like, oh, you are done, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for Was he not allowed a beer then? Sure, was... surely, you must, surely you must be allowed... I, yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to sit on camera. I'm pretty sure he's not allowed to steal beer. No, no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> sort of wondering why he's not... He's obviously been told he can't have one. If he was slamming... It was one of those big... Um, it was one of those big... Big uh, sort of continental lagers with a big, okay, right. big sort of long. Ooh, perhaps a Peroni. Who do they think they are, yeah, right? A Peroni or a, or a Star of Praman or something. Yeah, yeah, but okay. like him just slamming one of those into his gob, I, I think would it would look problematic. Give the wrong message. But I mean, sure, he's allowed, I mean, that's such a British attitude to alcohol. Surely he's just allowed a beer. A glass of wine. He's not maybe maybe it's just his attitude to life. It's just better for him if he steals it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I, mean, techni- I mean, technically, he should be there in a, a playing capacity. So, I mean, as his routine. He Don't shouldn't be really drunk. be drinking booze, solid booze. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be out for three or four weeks. I can't see that's going to affect him. They reckon him. he might be back for the um, for the Bayern Munich match, though. You know, no what way. Like, really? Well, that's what they say. But he still went for that. I like to think they like. stole a bit of it and they just got a little piece of paper. Out. That's one for Rooney in the wing column. <laughs> 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 on, Can I say that? Um, Wayne Rooney's got very pretty eyes. He has, actually. No, he has, to be <laughs> he fair. Gently, blue, gently placed in like that big two, head of his. Like two emeralds thrust into a yes. raw potato. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> it does look like a withered sort of sta- like a withered sort Excellent. of like Aztec statue. Yeah, where, yeah. Like Indiana Jones yeah. got to steal the, steal the jewels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did, and if he does it, if he steals the jewels, like an, a, an elaborate array of things are going to happen involving yeah. a ball following him down a yeah. hill. You yeah, get a yeah, teacups flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get Gary Neville comes after you. I did weirdly also notice on Match of the Day too that Lee Dixon has only got wrinkles on one half of his head. Ooh, half of his forehead is smooth. Half of it's wrinkled. It's because he's he's right back. So when he when he when the people were attacking down the right hand (laughs) side, he wasn't bothered about it. So he wasn't concentrating. When he got turned inside. It found difficult, so he, f- he would frown. <laughs> Must definitely no, be. No, I think right. dodgy blind. I'm no doctor, James. That's and I think you'll find that's the reason. <laughs> Listeners, that's not the reason. <laughs> we can't rule it out. We can't rule it out. <laughs> we like can. That. That's why Martin Keown's got it all over his face because he played in the middle. No, it's Lean Dixon, so he leans on one side. <laughs> <laughs> Do people lean there? No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to Serie A. And uh, Jose Mourinho has been piping up. You wouldn't have believed that, but he has. Mm. And he's had another little spat with the Italian media. Mm. Again, another surprise. Yeah. Um, before uh, Inter beat Bologna on Saturday, he uh, th- the other week he was taking questions from fans on uh, Inter's official website, and they were asking him whether he thought the battle for the league title was a three-horse race. Of course, Milan and Roma are mm-hmm. involved now, but he said he didn't want to talk about the championship. It's not a three-horse race, he said. It's a fight between one team and many other things. Oh, yeah. mm. Conspiracies, ahoy. Um... And the Italian press sees on this and uh, have just uh, gone mental at him for basically saying, oh, here you go again. Is there, is there any truth in the rumour that um, Jose's hired Richard Keyes as his press secretary? <laughs> <laughs> because that is absolutely scandalous, the way he's going on about it. Well, um, he said, uh, Jose said, do I not even have the right to talk to the Inter fans without someone poking their nose in at all costs? <laughs> I, I like I like Jose, as, you, as, as is well documented. I think we all do. Mm. But, you know, what he does when he goes to clubs is he... Is he he fosters a real siege mentality like yeah, us versus them everyone's against us let's rally around each other and try and win you know against against all odds sort of thing and it does seem to be that, to me that recently initially that's backfired on him now yeah and now he's sort of almost cracking a little bit given There's, you know the history or the recent history of Serie A mm. like he's 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 accusing the authorities of fixing games, almost, isn't really? he, basically? <laughs> There's implications of that. It sounds a pretty outrageous stuff. And it's yeah. interesting because he was hired because, um, obviously, the, the ex-Man... Was it Mancini was here before him, wasn't yeah. he? Who couldn't deliver anything in Europe at mm. all. And Mourinho was sort of, as far as we know, was given that brief to deliver it. And which he's sort of starting to do. I mean, he should go through to the semi against CSK. I'd fancy yeah. him to, to, to progress. So it'd be interesting if he actually does deliver something big in Europe because if he gets them to a final, that's a massive improvement. Now yeah, I know Inter are a big team and they're historically very illustrious. I think they've only won it twice. They definitely Europe, won though. it in the sixties under Herrera. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, it'll be a massive um, improvement on what they had beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if Jose's star would be to. I just think it's backfired. I think I think he's mm. trying to sort of well, foster he, this siege mentality. It's got completely come fallen down. Well, he said it. recently and quite well documented. He said, "My situation is clear. I'm very happy at Inter, but I'm not happy in Italian football because I don't like it and they don't like me." Simple. It just sounds bored, doesn't he? I, I think he doesn't get he doesn't get the banter the same way that he had with English journalists. Well, I, I think, love him. I don't, I, think, I don't think English journalists sort of pandered. I think the English journalists pandered to him a little bit not, too yeah. much. And I think I think there's a lo- I think there's a lot more football writing and a lot more decent football writing in Italy uh, with your gazettes and stuff. Oh, and we just, yeah, we they just have dedicated sports. Yeah, and, and, and we, just, we don't yeah. have the, have this there. We just have like sensationalists. <laughs> yeah. the, the Daily Star, and the such as ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah, possibly, <laughs> we could be possibly under that bracket. Um, the, the thing about the, if you if you take not just the print media, but if you take Sky as an example, when Inter played Chelsea, the keys loving was ridiculous. But then mm. even when Manchester United played Bayern Munich, yeah. um, obviously in the Allianz Arena, it'd be, it'd be like how, it'd be a half time in the game. And then, and, and someone will be given the analysis. I think it might be Rid Hullet be given the analysis. And the keys will just turn to the camera and go, Oh, we've got a little bit of an interview with Jose coming up. Stay tuned after the game. It's like, What? <laughs> why, is that, why is that taking priority again yeah. over the game? Yeah. A Champions League game that we've been told all week it can't be missed. It's almost like he's some sort of heartthrob in Richard Keyes' head. He's probably got <laughs> loads of sort of posters of him in his bedroom. He's, like in, he's completely really embarrassed himself, Keyes. He's embarrassed himself. Do you think, though, that um, with Jose, do you think? In England, though, we don't have many outspoken characters, really, on comparatively speaking, certainly. And so when Jose comes, if you put along, them all together, they don't make a Casano. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I think we do right. have outspoken managers, but they've all got sort of Yorkshire accents and stuff like that. And Jose is very different, he's very sexy. He's well, very not in the Premier League. Yeah. You can argue Alec, uh, Alex Ferguson is. Um, no, I, I would like say people. Moan. You, we do get, we do get an no, but not a moan, though. Like to just come out with some really off the cuff, kind of Witty. traditionally continental stuff, yeah. you know. And. Um, he's entertaining Exactly I mean, And I don't, don't think we have that so much right, in England keys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have that so much in England I mean as James says Look at Cassano and all these guys in Italy You know you've got I, think right. if you, I think if you spoke um, to Jose in his own language And you understood you had the same tongue as him I think he would sound a lot more ridiculous than he does uh, I genuinely think Like yeah. in the same way I'm not going to bring Hitler into this I am But <laughs> in the same way that Hitler in, in Germany Had a very sort of high Sort of like silly voice And people from England um, Didn't actually know What a ridiculous sort of voice he had Sort of thing Simply because he wasn't speaking In their language Yeah That's what you're saying you know. Well it's, it's certainly a case of the, it's, the grass is always green on the other side So it's so exotic yeah. That he's over there And he's come, come from a different place And he's mm. and, he, and don't forget originally He knocked the great Alex Ferguson Out of the Champions League He won yeah. the Champions League Then he came to Chelsea Did great things and was doing things. I suppose you're right in a way because he did stuff like he he snuck into like the changing rooms and like yeah. a laundry bin and stuff, didn't he? Allegedly. Yeah. And he was sending like messages through to his translator Once and stuff. Once again, allegedly. Yeah, well, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That is good value. But <laughs> yeah. I think I think but I think that someone like Roy Keane provides good value as well. You know. Yeah, Roy Keane's press conferences are brilliant. Yeah. True, but terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But, but brilliant. I think though, but it doesn't happen so much in the top league in England. No, fair whereas enough. Whereas it no. does in in Italy, but. Um, it was worth talking about all that for the comparison with Adolf Hitler if nothing yeah, else exactly. um, well done Pete Mario Balotelli um, Super Mario yeah he's been stitched up well uh, he's brought an end to his feud with Jose Mourinho saying he's uh, sorry to the to the Inter manager alright oh, um, now Balotelli he's, he's 19 and uh, he's a very good player he's a real um, mm. Prospect Prospect thank you uh, For Inter And Italy But my goodness He's got an attitude Yeah, yeah. yeah. My goodness Did you hear what he, he got stitched up recently Didn't he Well he, he was Secretly filmed Wearing a Milan shirt Yeah You can't do that <laughs> yeah, but He didn't know He was being filmed he was <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Just don't do it You here. can't do that He's very young Yeah come on And a dick He's p- yeah. To be fair Alright But do you remember he's the playing other week for... when he was just beeping his horn outside people's houses? Yeah, he got, got arrested. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's playing for Inter. At no point, you know, in the 24 hours of the day, should he be going anywhere near a Milan shirt? Fair enough. No. Um, it's like Lee Clark all over again. Yeah, it is. Lee yeah, the Sunderland, the anti Mackhams. Fuck the Mackhams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, while he was playing for Sunderland. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I know that makes it sound like he's worn that on the pitch, but wasn't he in the crowd? <laughs> no, no, he was, he, he was, he was at a nightclub. Was it the FA Cup? Um, I thought it was the FA Cup uh, final, wasn't it? I thought it was some bar. Oh, it, might, it might have been that. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but uh, just briefly going back to Bellatelli, uh, Berlusconi said the other week that. Um, he, he was asked, "Would you would you fancy him for Milan?" He went, "Well, he has a very nice face, a Rossoneri face." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a black and red face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that um, is that uh, is that all you need? That, uh, that, that's where it came from. Some some secret like filming like Jeremy Beadle style characters went to his house and gate and said to him, oh, "Here's a Milan shirt. Would you wear it?" And he was like, "No, let me see. Of course, I'm not going to wear it." But he didn't know they were secretly filming it after they went. Yeah. So and hang on, they on just turned hand. up at his door. As far as I'm aware, they like what, a Jeremy. They give him a they give him a shirt and then later on he just put it on. Well, after <laughs> they're not looking now. Yeah, in his house he put it on. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why. Well, how did they film it? <laughs> Uh, you'd have to look at it. It's probably lost in translation. You'd have to look at the report. I want to turn up That's like, what I read. At like, I don't know, like uh, Rio Fernand's house with a big Jaffa cake suit. <laughs> would, you, would you wear this, Rio? Of course I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and then later on. He secretly yeah. pops it on. <laughs> walks around the house. Uh, eating he's, it. He's eating it off himself. Yeah. <laughs> Puts it on his wife and eats it off her. <laughs> I am picturing just a suit made of Jaffa cakes yeah. rather than one made up to look like a Jaffa cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either's fine. In the Bundesliga, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hamburg SV striker Paolo Guerrero is set to face the music, otherwise known as disciplinary action. All oh, right. Um, he threw a bottle of water at a supporter. That's not on. No, it's, you can't really West. expect <laughs> to get away with that. Can you? <laughs> Apart from in South America, where well, that would be uh, a polite greeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, after. Uh, Hamburg drew against Hanover at the weekend. He came on at half time to replace Rude van Nistelrooy, but uh, Hamburg were booed off the pitch after the final whistle. And Guerrero, he wasn't happy. Someone uh, apparently insulted him. Mm. It's not on. Well, probably because they were standing around just d- drinking water. <laughs> yeah. Try a bit harder, you won't get abused, really. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I think I think that you know it's from the El Hajjouf school of twattery of, of, of public relations. El <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Hajjouf should go to South America. He'd get, yeah, famous, yeah, he'd get God. famously there, yeah. He really would do. He could probably just get, like, a quiet little admin job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite a normal life. I, I don't think that... Um, they understand me here. <laughs> <laughs> what does he talk like, Mr Bean? Well, I had to change my voice, because he doesn't, doesn't sound like really me. That's true, actually. It does sometimes. But I think that... Um, I, I, I've said this before, I, I don't think it's fair that, you know, players get berated over and over again for, for their entire career. Yeah. And then when they do something or say something, they get pilloried. Yeah. Obviously, throwing a bottle of water if it hit a child <laughs> in the face or something would be bad. Mm. And El Hajjouf spitting in people's faces is bad. Do you remember but when Rio Ferdinand absolutely just twatted a ball into the crowd after I think I United conceded woman in the face. yeah, yeah hit they, they the conceded face. and he was annoyed and he just properly smashed it and yeah as you say hit a woman in the right. face can you remember when Jamie Carragher in like a pre-season friendly I want to say it was against Luton but it might not have been and there was, he was caught secretly caught on the camera at the end of the game um, people were berating him and he legged it and the, sort of the, the, the crowd level was quite a bit higher and he just jumped up and started climbing <laughs> up it, like some sort of really shit budget T-1000 in Terminator 2 and then he got sort of carried pulled off in the end but that didn't sort of get much press but that no, was really. terrifying yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't like to see that going towards me in dun, 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 in, dun, dun. <laughs> in Scotland big Stevie Kirk once for Motherwell kicked the ball into the crowd and he did he hit a young lad or something? I mean, we've all had a football in the face, and that hurt. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. You get that lower league quite a lot, don't you? Because when, when you get the uh, YKS lads taking shots at the uh, at the main keeper and on, on warm ups and stuff, yeah. And like and when the crowd's on the on the same level, you get right battered in the. It used to happen all the time at Fratton Park, but then yeah. they put a big net up behind it, so it doesn't happen now. But obviously, not yeah. in, in the lower leagues. I don't do that. Yeah. Solution. <laughs> yeah. Um, staying in Germany. Um, talking about people with erratic behaviour Jens Lehmann has announced that he will retire from football oh. at the end of the season can I make an emotional plea directly to Mad Jens <laughs> hopefully he's listening please 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 go into management yeah. oh. don't, don't leave the game <laughs> whatever you do he's, don't leave no, the game he said he's going to retire from football but not from lunacy he'll still, <laughs> still be doing stuff but I'm worried about how I'm going to get the information exactly <laughs> yeah. football's a good vehicle for the information of his lunacy but if he leaves but he does a bit of punditry does he? Well, remember, he's pundited on English TV. TV. I love the way. On. He was I, on English TV. Oh, was he? You yeah, text me saying Mad Jens is on the TV. Oh, that's right. It was, it was, it was a half time on awesome yeah, He, he was, put uh, the castle Almunia, didn't he? Because <laughs> 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 he was like, he, he, he sort of struggled to admit that Almunia was having a good game. He had a little yeah. twinkle in his eye. 20 mm. seconds later, bang, goal. <laughs> yeah. Conceded. Was it. He has a very soft German accent. It's so very sort of whispery, sort of quite yeah. in his helicopters. He's got a mad him. face as well, like mad <laughs> staring eyes and a really sort of weird Joker smile. Yeah. Like. yeah, he said <laughs> he uh, flip at any moment. Yeah. Oh, big time! He yeah. said the the family council decided uh, that he would retire at the end of the season. Yeah. The family council, God, God, like so the family. I would love to see his day to day life. That is begging for a reality TV yeah. show. <laughs> what would you call it? At home with the layman's, something like that. <laughs> like layman's, layman's terms, <laughs> obviously layman's <laughs> terms. <laughs> layman's terms, yeah. <laughs> Good, because he um he was interviewed pitch side, wasn't he at uh, Arsenal Barca? Right, and uh, that's when he, he put the curse on Almunia. But oh, it's interesting okay. that he's now said he retired because he spent the last three months um, trying <laughs> to sort of it all through the papers saying to Yogi Lowe that he wants to be up. It's, it's obvious to me who they should call up as the goalkeeper for Germany in the World Cup. It's Jens Lehmann. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sort of didn't work. Yeah, uh, y- uh, Yogi Lowe kept uh, dismissing it, and then he's just last that I'll retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sort of still here if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> in Brazil. Haven't been there for a while. Uh, we've got a Corinthians update because uh, Roberto Carlos and Ronaldo are playing there. Ronaldo's having a lovely time still, isn't he? Well, we'll move on to him shortly. Mm. Uh, Roberto Carlos was interviewed recently and he said that he called David Trezeguet, who told him that he would like to play for Corinthians. Someone used to play for Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, they, really yeah. get, they get taught how to tap up <laughs> yeah. players without actually doing it. It's part of their development. <laughs> um, but Youth team players are probably just trying to entice their mates to just do stuff for them and just <laughs> put up to evil yeah. things, I would imagine. Ex players, when they leave Real Madrid, get given these laminated sheets. Yeah. So if you ever see a player that's really good, sell on the Real Madrid uh, message yeah. <laughs> yeah well apparently um, people in the uh, Corinthians would be quite excited about having uh, big David there is he out of contract in the summer then uh, I'm, I'm not too sure but he did start out at uh, Atletico uh, Palencia uh, mm. in the lower Argentinian leagues oh he was he born is, in Argentina wasn't he, he is yeah. from Argentina he that. speaks Spanish as well um, well uh, okay it's Portuguese in Brazil but the languages are quite similar um, yeah. so 
assuming it wouldn't take him long to learn it. Mm. Why not? I'd like, if it were me, I'd He'd be paid it. very well too if he went yeah. to. Uh, he's not that old either. He's thirty-two. Yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, he's been talking about leaving Juventus for a long, long time. Yeah. It's one of those players where it seems to come up every season that he might head That's off somewhere. Right. But I'd like to see that. Yeah, well, apparently Deco said a couple of weeks ago that he'd fancy it. Um, he said, I'd love to go back to Brazil. The dream of playing for Corinthians is perhaps the only thing in my career left to achieve. Their never really been, is going brilliant. Never really been bothered about consistency, then, eh? No. Okay. So, yeah, Corinthians. I mean, they've already got Roberto Carlos and Ronaldo, amongst others. Deco and Trezeguet as well. That's a brilliant team. Yeah. <laughs> be class. I think they're undefeated in the Copa Libertadores so far. I know Ronaldo's playing well. Corinthians. Well, Ronaldo uh, lost his temper recently and showed the Corinthians fans his middle finger after they were jeered off um, uh, the other week in the, pa- uh, in the Paulista Championship. Sorry, they lost 1-0. I heard about this, and this yeah. goes back to what Lucas said many, many times about how, you know, you can't just abuse a player for ages and ages and then sort of just flip your lid when they do something back because yeah. wasn't this in the car park that well, he, he gave them the finger and they all just went oh you can't do that <laughs> I think it was at the end of the game and then and then angry fans protested after the game the, the fans were annoyed because apparently Ronaldo missed a few chances although he's been playing really well there as you what said what do they expect him to do if they go back to the car park slag him off he's going to what go back in time and score a goal <laughs> <laughs> the thing I don't get is that the reason I say, say that is because when I was at school and you were Mocking someone Ripping it out of them You would do it To get a reaction Yeah So then when you get That reaction Don't be like Surprised or yeah. offended That's exactly What you're doing it for right? <laughs> Speaking of people Who flip their lid I know Kenny Pavey A friend of the show Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brother in the ramble That's right um, Has got two red cards Already this season <laughs> For Michael How many games uh, It was two in his First three games <laughs> So I think he's been Suspended since then oh. He's getting them Out of the way early huh? Yeah, yeah, early, yeah, yeah. Have a strong finish I think he wants A bit of time After watching World Cup <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something Controversial Go on Get him on that plane <laughs> yeah. Utility man Yeah We, got, we just got Air Team for utility man <laughs> Yeah Team security uh, Right midfield Yeah No problem Yeah Kenny Pavey Air Marshal He also <laughs> got, <laughs> I smell a sitcom I also, He also got involved On the training ground Dispute with a couple Of hooligans as well He escorted them Off the training Class. ground Wow and They broke in It's like a bouncer as and well And he escorted them off Apparently he chatted them And escorted them off Yeah Chatted them I can't <laughs> imagine Swedish hooligans Neither can I. <laughs> Chewing on their is that, licorice. Is that a challenge? <laughs> <laughs> it's fierce. The, the, sweet, the Stockholm derbies are famously very fierce. Remember, remember our, our friend Taylor, Taylor emailed in saying yeah, yeah, yeah. game. There's fireworks and all That's sorts. Right. That's right. Mm. I'm vibrating. Emails. It is emails. Get in there. We've got some emails. <laughs> Read them out, you We mom. have them every week. <laughs> I've never heard of one before. I'm still excited. Get any um, letter in. Read them out, you blonde bastard. <laughs> Greetings, Ramble Force. Oh. oh! You mentioned last week your stellar victory at six aside. We did. But said your goalkeeper missed the first half an hour. He did. Were you already 6 0 down at his arrival, therefore making him one of the all time great subs? We weren't. <laughs> um, this made me think about who the other all time great subs would be. Ooh. Being a Brighton fan with limited memory, I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you Probably Colin. for the best, yeah, to be yeah. fair, right? I'll give you Colin Eyes Like a Hawk Hawkins <laughs> uh, Here's a story you might like 62 minutes Hawkins runs onto the pitch 62 minutes Hawkins runs back to the dugout Because Cox hasn't come off yet <laughs> 63 minutes Hawkins run on the pitch 63 minutes Hawkins is in our penalty box 64 minutes Hawkins pulled back Baker 65 minutes Hawkins is sent off 66 wow. minutes Hawkins runs off the pitch and down the tunnel 66 minutes again Baker scores penalty to put Stockport 3-2 up because of the geography of the Withdene Stadium Hawkins (laughs) never actually stopped running in the direction of the tunnel from the dugout As he's not been seen since, <laughs> for all we know, he's just kept running in a Forest Gump style. <laughs> Keep up the good work, chaps. John Cox from West Sussex. That's yeah. wonderful stuff. Just coming up, you saw so I see these players that are so eager to get on, they're just so yeah. headstrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty. Into themselves. Like a dog, they're just pleased to be outside. Yeah. 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 I can remember, um, can you remember there was a player, I think it was a young lad, I can't remember his name now, I think it was for Sheffield Wednesday. And he was like billed as a bit of a wonder kid, and, and he and he kept getting substitute appearances at the age of like seventeen for Sheffield Wednesday. But um, a current, apparently, a couple of times in a row, he couldn't come on because he was so nervous. He was drinking so much water, and made himself be sick. Really? <laughs> Did that two weeks How in a row? How long ago was that? Oh, about two years ago. My goodness! It is that thing when you sort of start a football match, certainly eleven aside, you sort of go, 
oh, I'm going to be here for at least 45 minutes here, and if I mess up, I'll be really in trouble. Yeah, and yeah. I, I get a bit of a stomach, I get a bit of like, oh, why do I do this every week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbish at this. <laughs> I like you feel, Pete. <laughs> right, who's next? Pete, why don't you read out the next one, well, old sport? Why don't I, young man? Uh, <laughs> Ramble for... Oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure if this is how you email a show in order to be on the email section, but here goes. Well, no, done we, it. we prefer he's carrier <laughs> pigeon or Batman-style signals. Smoke, <laughs> smoke signals. Just engrave it on the moon. But you weren't to know, so this will do for now. Uh, while on holiday in uh, Syros, is that Greece? Syros, well, it definitely yeah. is Greece. By well, it's sure, not uh, Germany, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Last summer I was working in my dad's bar. Uh, a couple of hours before the end of my shift, this Swedish fellow walked into the bar and ordered mojitos for himself and his girlfriend and two mates. Thomas Brolin. <laughs> was it Thomas Brolin? <laughs> <laughs> I well, uh, you'll find out, won't you? Okay. I'm looking down. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> he stayed for quite a while and drank his fair share of them. Once my shift ended, I pulled up a chair and sat down with him and his group of friends. Before I knew it, we were talking about football. Having told him that I played for an under-16 team in Sutton and bragging about my footballing achievements, if you can call them that, he informed me that he was part of the under-16s Malmö Soccer Academy in Sweden when he was a boy. Right. Oh, I, I didn't think much of the story until he told me that he was in the same team as none other than Zlatan Zebra Ibrahimovic. Oh, uh, I've heard of him. I had my doubts considering the amount of cocktails he had consumed, but the more he began to talk about it, the more convinced I became. Zebra. Zebra. I've never been a zebra before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He told me that he didn't like zebra, as he would always pinch his belly while walking past him. <laughs> Was he a fat lad? Which apparently really hurt. Doesn't matter with zebra. Doesn't matter. No. no. Uh, he also used to flick his towel at him after training in the showers. Oh yeah. He, he also told me that Zlatan would respond to banter about his performances with these exact words: "Fuck you, I'm going to be the best." <laughs> <laughs> That's he definitely played with him. Yeah, yeah it's definitely him. <laughs> it's nice to see that he's always been a humble person. The next day, <laughs> he and his friends left the island, and I never got to hear any more stories about the Swedish talisman. Anyway, keep up the good work, Ramblers, and come on, you Spurs. That's from Alex Munasu from. Uh, Sutton um, nice fuck you we're going to be the best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's definitely true because uh, that's the sort of thing Zibra would say yeah <laughs> so did you see Stan Collymore saying that um that um, Zlatan isn't as naturally technically gifted as Peter Crouch. Yeah, Stan Collymore said yeah, that. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, he said that on Talk Sport. What, uh, what does that mean exactly? Not naturally. It means he's an idiot who shouldn't be given a platform for his views. <laughs> yeah. pieces, a national say. platform. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Tilsley literally said the words that you know Zlatan Ibrahimovic has got a good touch for a big man. He did. Yeah. He said yeah. those words. Th that's the insight people are still giving in 2010 yeah. about one of the most naturally gifted players on the planet. <laughs> yeah, it should be about the money, should it, Luke? Should it, yeah. Citizen Luke? Yeah, should be about the passion <laughs> and who's got the best fucking yeah. <laughs> yes. My centre was exactly just, that was almost like you were in my brain. That's what's going around my brain all the time. <laughs> oh wonderful. James, finish us off. If you pardon the expression. <laughs> Gents, can I be a lone voice in the wilderness and given up to Peter's story? I'm not sure what that means, but I think he's giving him go credit. For it. Yeah, go, go. If for it's it. anything, hold, is... hold, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> hold my position. When I was a student during my European studies degree, I did a dossertation investigating the dis <laughs> <laughs> investigating. That's what he's written. Investigating the differences between English and French football admission prices. I wrote to several clubs in France and England asking for relevant information. The only clubs to reply were Nantes and West Ham, who replied with a nice letter. Uh, from none other than Peter Story, who explained West Ham's approach to pricing structure and wished me luck with my study. He may have ended up on Struggle Street at Pompey, but at least he has time for slack students finding any excuse to read football programmes for their degree instead of books about the formation of post-war European coal and steel community. Keep up the good work, Andy Cooper. Hong Kong, PS, on the subject of bizarre heckles, my all-time favourite comes from an FA Cup tie between Brentford and Farnborough Town in the early 1995. Lovely job. When a supporter in the Ealing Road shouted at the Farnborough goalie, Keeper, I saw you at the Farnborough Air Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. That's great stuff. Someone else emailed me with one. Someone else emailed me when um, apparently there were a game. Oh, I can't remember who wrote it in. Farnborough, so. a place close to Luke, James and my heart. Yeah. Yes. But I can't remember the guy I was so apologies you know who you are but they emailed in saying that uh, they're at a game and <laughs> one of the opposition's players kept taking corners but not having the ball in the quadrant properly right. he had like two or three inches out the quadrant you know when players sometimes do that <laughs> this guy just stood up and went oi referee make him put the ball in the 
Ding! <laughs> you didn't think it through. I do like that story thing because I mean, it's it's clear that stories all right with the easy questions. Yeah, exactly. like, like how much do you charge to get in? Things that can be just found on the website. But yeah. I mean, like, yeah. but, but with any, any any sort of really sort of hardcore questions about running a, a football club, he finds it. A, yeah. a little but bit I reckon. I reckon. If, if you said, "What do you want for dinner, Peter?" Yeah, he'd yeah, probably I mean, a, answer with gusto. But yeah, yeah, of course he would. Yeah, yeah, lobster, swan. But I reckon. What happened was when Ramble that, when, roll when, Yeah When that guy emailed in He probably took it He's like Oh yeah Hello Spoke to his PA I'm on the golf course At the moment I've got an email here Can you sort it out for me Just <laughs> yeah. sign it from me it's He's fine. asking how much It costs him to get in yeah. Ask him how much he's got Yeah yeah <laughs> And um, yeah put, I'll just put a cheque in there For a grand So thanks for your trouble yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know Where the money's gone <laughs> Sad day for golf That day yeah. You know um, Apparently at Parkhead uh, When Hart- John Hartson Was playing for Celtic He uh, He, he Written in a line at his glacier-like speed, mm. and uh, apparently slipped on his slipped on his ass. And one of the circuit fans put, jumped up and shouted out, uh, "John Hudson, you spent so much time on your ass, you should ask him to stick some studs into your shorts." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Planned, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon he pre-planned it. Yeah, could have used any player. Just happened to be there in front of him, so he used him. <laughs> yeah. Who's getting the um, the envy of the world <laughs> the envy of the small gift world Cosmos yeah. mate Cosmos, yeah, Cosmos yeah. Uh, championship manager goodie bag John Cox from West Sussex from West Sussex yeah. all the way likely to be more specific when we send it could go anywhere <laughs> yeah could go anywhere just write that on the bag it's on its way to you John write it in the bag chuck it out the window it'll get there yeah. <laughs> Peter Story is that you <laughs> friends it's profile time thank you Whoever that was. It was James. Yeah. I knew who it was. I just wanted to give the listeners a bit of a mystique. Yeah. Um, we comment on strong. Bit of mystique for you there. It's <laughs> 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 good, Pete. Straight in there with the, with the witticisms. Um, what is wrong with you, did it? <laughs> well. Drunk Marcus I'm a little fun, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit excited yeah. about this, uh, this chap that is going in to the Dean Wenders Hall of Fame. His name is Arthur Antunes Cumbra. You and I know him as Zico. Yeah. Ah, good. White Pele. Arthur, again, it's yeah. like Alan Valder Armour again. <laughs> Arthur Zico. <laughs> Let's not go down that route again. We could be here for hours. Again. <laughs> um, uh, Zico, he was born on the 3rd of March, 1953. 14 years before the Summer of Love. <laughs> Cheers, pal. That's all right. Can we just get like a Pete, Can you pre-record like a load of those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number it. Just punch the number in where it's relevant. Just press a button. Yeah, it'd be like an automated thing. If somebody could make an iPhone app that does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was. Uh, well, how would you describe this man? A number ten playmaker. Playmaker. Mm. A playmaker Attacking midfielder. A playmaker with an extraordinary scoring record. Then footballer Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but can I just can I while we're doing those can I just get the old, <laughs> can I just get the old in but Marcus has he ever gone to the DW Stadium on a Tuesday night when it's been raining and performed mm. <laughs> why is rainy northern football equated <laughs> with sort of that like really fun. having yeah. you know the, the guts to last I mean, it I mean it's technically a bad playing field isn't it really? yeah <laughs> Why would he want to? Would be my answer to that. Yeah. Well, what I can tell you that he was the youngest of six children, um, and he was known um, at home as Arthur Zeno, and then Arthur Zico. So you can see where the name Zico came from. Yeah, yeah, from his nickname. Yeah, that's right, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, Someone's keeping up today. Yeah. <laughs> In the mid sixties, uh, Zico's brothers. Uh, Edu and Antunes, they uh, played for Rio de Janeiro sides, America and Fluminense. And often people would, the, the reporters and the journalists would say to them, so who's the best one in your family? Usually referring to each uh, yeah. one of them, who's the best out of you two. But they would always turn around and go, well, um, what you want to do is you want to go to our neighbourhood and you'll find our little brother Arthur running around with the football glued to his feet. Yeah. He's the best <laughs> one in our family. And uh, my goodness, they were right. Um, That's what you say about me and my family. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Was your sister not much I've of a player? Sister, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Edu and uh, Antunes, they were, they were decent players, but uh, they never achieved uh, what the great man Zico did. 
Uh, Zico did say though that it, uh, he says it really helps when you've got two players in the family who have already gone through everything you're going to face in the future. I was able to follow their careers at close quarters and used to watch all their training sessions and games. Whenever I needed something, I could always turn to them. But aside from that, I love playing football. Mm. So it was very helpful uh, for him. So yeah. He could see all the ins and outs of the game. You know, so he effectively had a head start really on mm. a lot of players. Mm. Um, and he loved Flamengo from a young age. Perhaps that his father uh, influenced him there. He said, "When we were born, each of us was given a Brazil kit and a Flamengo kit." Straight oh. away. I'm picturing like a really sort of idyllic family life. Yeah. <laughs> I feel all warm and cosy yeah. just thinking about it. That's it. Um, Zico came from a lower middle class family in uh, Rio um, and when he was 14 his brother Edu was playing for America and he was trying to get him a, a trial there you know mm. so he managed to get him to play a one match I think and he caught the attention of various people and was offered a trial at his beloved Flamengo um, and that was uh, the start of many wonderful things although he had to wait till he was 16 to play in the first youth championship for the club in 1969 now look is it true that the Brazil... You've read the book on this. They didn't have a proper league until the late 70s, Yeah, I'm pretty it? sure they won the World Cup twice before they had a proper organised like, league, professional league. Yeah. That is incredible. Wow. It was all sort of a bit sporadic and different sort of state championships and yeah. there was lots of different sort of arrangements and it's only, they only formulated a proper sort of coherent league system but very late on compared yeah. to places like England and in Europe and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was around that sort of time. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Well, he, he kind of says that the youth uh, system... Was, was kind of a bit um, jumbled here and there with various ages and he said you know you're often playing against lads who were quite a few years older than you which oh, is yeah. always mm -hmm. difficult it was very disorganised I mean for, for example for, for the um, national call-ups that what the national coach would just ring the director or the manager or whatever of, of all the clubs the top clubs on reputation and say right on this date send us your four best players to this city yeah. and then we'll have a look at them and they used to pick the national squad based on that wow. it's incredible because no, there was no sort of infrastructure really yeah. They were still one of the best teams in the world, Brazil. <laughs> yeah, some, some of the more isolated areas in Brazil, there's talk of like referees having to travel like two weeks to referee a game and stuff. Bloody <laughs> hell. It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, can you imagine if you're, you're a club manager and you've got an important match coming up, I'll send you some four best players, you're going to send out YTS. You're going to send out... <laughs> you're going to send out kids. Well, there's all, all sorts of talk, I mean, that, this is a bit later on, but um, of, of Brazilian um, managers and picking sort of players just to ab almost advertise them to... To European yeah. clubs, so they would sign them, and so they'd get more money into the into the mm. football. Yeah. Um, Zico also said that um, he had a very uh, skinny physique in the early days, mm. and this was kind of going against him. Um, oh, didn't we all, Marcus? Yeah. Did, well, no, all fell away. I was tiny <laughs> as a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, he was so good, though, that the club um, they invested in an in innovative uh, program designed to help uh, the, the man who was called. Uh, Oh, uh, Galinho, which is the little rooster, oh, nice. uh, Zico's uh, former nickname, to bulk up. He was put through a lot of bodybuilding paces um, with the doctors and the fitness coach to try and get him up to speed, really, because mm. they thought this guy's going to be brilliant, but he he'll just get battered around in, the, yeah. in these leagues, you know. Um, but he made uh, his first team debut in 1971, and he did say that um, I think that I would have made it as a footballer anyway because it's not all about physique at the end of the day. Being strong but knowing how to play won't get you anywhere, but it is true that it made me more sure of myself. Flamengo, with Zico in the team, went on to win six state championships, three national championships, and the Copa Libertadores and the Intercontinental Cup. Intercontinental? Yeah. <laughs> he went to Udinese after that, and they've quite a lot of money as well, I remember. He did, yeah. Well, he was, he was loving his time at Flamengo because he said the good thing was that... Um, they had a great squad um, at Flamengo and they all loved Flamengo they yeah. were all Flamengo from uh, an early age and he just said it was, it was a wonderful time because they, they won um, more titles at Flamengo in that short space of time than Flamengo had previously won oh right wow. so it was, it was incredible you know and he said and as a fan it was a great feeling to, be, um, to have been a part of that and he said to be honest I would have loved to have been watching from the stands during my time <laughs> at the club <laughs> watching himself yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right Luke he did um, he did move to Udinese between 83 and 85 so three, three and a half million or something there's quite a lot of money it a, yeah time. it was a lot of money it was a lot of money it was a big move and he they were just little uh, minnows it was a funny move actually yeah. just a, a that seemed to happen a lot more then though yeah, yeah. well obviously Napoli and Maradona course, is yeah. a great example that's like five era. and a half million wasn't it, I think yeah but, uh, but he, he he transformed them into a, into a proper side you know um, unfortunately he had a, a few injuries towards the end um, of one of the seasons there so their, their push for 
kind of finishing right up there with all the big boys kind of dropped off slightly but uh, he did score in one year uh, 19 goals which was one less than the championship's top scorer Michel Platini having played six matches less than the Frenchman it's fair to say that Zico loved a free kick yeah <laughs> absolutely loved a free kick he's sticking right in the very top corner yeah his goal scoring record was superb for what was essentially a playmaker. Oh, he was absolutely superb. What a playmaker he was there. Yeah. Mm. Um, we've got to talk about his... Goalmaker. Well, yeah. all that. Oh, challenge. yeah, see. He played at three World Cups, 78, 82 and 86. Well, it's interesting that he was part of that 82 oh, side. Yeah, it was because a they didn't win, but they, they, if I'm, I think I'm right in saying they're sort of considered the greatest Teams. team Brazil have ever produced, despite not winning well, the World Cup. They say that they, they're definitely, I think they're definitely one of the most sort of highly regarded in Brazil. Yeah. Highly regarded than other teams who've won it. He won the World Cup, you know. The so. Brazil 82 side was one of the best, mm. most attractive football playing sides In 86, ever. he didn't start a game, but he, ca- he came on a sub, didn't he, a few times, because it, all the crowd were calling for him all the time. Oh, is that right? And they obviously didn't, they didn't do much in 86, yeah. um, but he, he came off the bench quite a few times, I know that. But 82 was definitely the sort of, the, the zenith of his, of his international career. His goal scoring record for Brazil was also very good for a playmaker oh, as well. Oh, very much yeah, so, More than yeah. one in two, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He said, with regards to playing under Tele Santana, who was the coach of the 82 side, he said, it's always important to leave a legacy, um, but what matters to the professional is the title. I'm happy to have been a part of the team like that, and people everywhere still remember us, but I'd been e- I would be even happier had we have uh, won the title. Yeah, of course. Which is obvious. That Brazilian team of, of the 82 World Cup was just unbelievable. Yeah. And some of the goals he scored, as you say, Luke, it was against Scotland he scored a great free kick. He's a bastard for a free kick. Absolute <laughs> <laughs> bastard for a free kick. I'd stick him up there, from what I've seen, as one of the best free kick takers of all time. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Mm. Um, so, moving on from his uh, exploits for Brazil, he... Uh, he finished uh, playing in Brazil for Flamengo. He went back to Flamengo again, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. And he um, he finished off playing there in, in '89. How did he do there? I do love a triumphant return. Yeah, he did all right. I think he did okay. Yeah, I mean, he he sort of like like Marcus. He got a bit frustrated for injury when he was in Italy towards the end of it. Yeah. Then he went back to Flamengo for a bit, and then Marcus didn't he go to Kashima Antlers after that? He did. Yeah. Sorry, James. To answer your question, he um, he did win the the Rio State Championship and the Brazilian Championship in. 86 and 87 so uh, yeah he'd, uh, he had a pretty good time of it when he came back he did uh, go to Japan Luke in the early 90s and uh, Kashima Antlers was, was uh, the side he's there. loved there isn't he absolutely mm. yeah well he turned them again they were a very small side and they became a real force on the, the domestic and the Asian mm. scene he also uh, has a statue in his honour outside the Kashima Stadium. Oh, and we love a statue on the yeah, yeah, do, yeah. on the ramble. <laughs> we love a statue and a glorious comeback. Yeah. That's right. He went on to manage Japan and won the Asia Cup in 2004, and they qualified for the 2006 World Cup finals. Didn't, didn't do brilliantly at the 06 World, no. World Cup, but still he got them there. Uh, he managed Fenerbahce in Turkey, and he won the league and cup in his first year, and he got them past the group stages for the first time in their history in the Champions League. Not bad. Not bad at all. Was that with? Kazim Richards in the side I think it might have been yeah what year was it Colin Colin yeah yeah. <laughs> Kazim, Kazim. Um, Roberto Carlos was definitely playing yeah, yeah. okay yeah um, he also managed in Uzbekistan winning the league and cup and then had uh, brief stints at CSK Moscow and Olympiacos well travelled then he's yeah. almost like a sort of Brazilian boy yeah he's a citizen of the world James yes well that means you were born on a plane doesn't it so <laughs> oh yeah it does no it? he isn't yeah <laughs> I think he's he's a real quintessential number ten, yeah. Mm. Especially South American, it, just the grace in which he, you know he played the game. He was really skillful. I tell you another, <laughs> thing, he, another thing: he was a real bastard for was going around the keeper. <laughs> oh yeah, around the keeper all the time. That's right. If you, if you go on to um, if you if you because I, I used to have this video called the greatest moments of world soccer. I think it was given away. Have you collected coupons like Smith's Crisp or something? Yeah, yeah I've got it. And there was Zico who was involved, but he uh, presented by Brian Robson. Yeah, it was. Yeah, in a yeah. terrible shirt. That's right. I think we talked about it before. But if you go on to, even if you want to just go onto YouTube and find a compilation of him, the amount of times the old hip swivel, the drop of the shoulder, yeah. round the defender, then round the keeper, and just put it in. He used to go around the keeper all the time. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't just a player who would have the ball on a string and lend the ball out and get it back. He, yeah. he, would, he would beat players as well quite consistently, and he would score. A lot. Yeah, mm. my th- when I think of Zico, I think of him receiving the ball and just opening the body out, and then suddenly the whole pitch just like opening like the blooming the Red, Red Sea, sea you yeah. know, and it just uh, pinging passes, shooting, tracking. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly yeah. going frantically. Up. Back oh. back <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Backing one. off and thinking about getting in, but backing off instead. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really have a what plan after, the, after he got the ball. No. So like, get, don't allow him to have any ball time. Oh, yeah. God, he's got the ball. Yeah. He's Everybody ball back. Time. Everybody back. <laughs> panic, panic, panic. Everyone in goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rush keeper. Yeah. Go around every keeper. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not Pe- even Phil Jagielka could stop him. No. Uh, Pele said he was the closest thing to him. I think that's just a word. He was Maradona. probably standing next to him at the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pele's rarely lucid these days. No. That's Maybe it. Pele was just a black Zico. Oh, yes. <laughs> it could be said. Mm. Um, but I shall end with a quote. The great man said, that's Zico. Uh, the great man said, I'd like to be remembered as someone who loved what he did, as someone who was consistently very professional and keen to improve, as well as someone who always played fair and dedicated himself, body and soul, to football. Come in. <laughs> Welcome. Here he comes. Number 10. Yeah, number 10. Famous number 10. Famous number 10. Oh, he's a bastard for being in the Dream Wonder Hall. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I haven't. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to come next week then, James. <laughs> Not forced to be. He tried, he tried to lock the door and he kept getting in. <laughs> If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com. Betway predictions. I said Manchester United would beat Chelsea. I got it wrong. I got. Uh, I had. I was really quite annoying. I got Wolves against Arsenal. I believe for a draw. Oh, bloody oh bloody a needless sending off. <laughs> a needless sending off for Carl Henry. Tackle be it from behind though. At, at speed. It was a yellow. Well, I, don't was, I think it was pretty strong. It was it? right it was bang strong. in the middle of a yellow card. <laughs> if you looked up yellow card in the dictionary, it would say on the halfway line, probably from behind, players going nowhere. It was definitely cynical, needless. It was all those things. It wasn't dangerous. So is that not a red card? What do you mean? It was because it was dangerous. It wasn't dangerous. Nah, it was never a red foot. Nice. It was a yellow for me. It was a yellow. That's what I'm saying. It was a yellow for well, me. Well, it was a red for him. James, if I was refereeing <laughs> that game, it would be a yellow. Andre Marin, I believe, was a referee who's given out more red cards than any other referee in the Premier League this season. Stats. <laughs> Backing it up with stats. Good lad. Let's have someone out. Five. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Finally, some High professionalism. <laughs> yes. I went for Birmingham to draw with Liverpool, which obviously well happened, didn't well it? Done. James, yeah. excellent stuff. Um, if you want to bet with us, yes, um, it's about that time of the, of the week where I say betway.com forward slash the football ramble. Oh, have a tickle. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm going to do another little plug. Okay. Uh, the football ramble extra is uh, some exclusive material we do for 442 at 442.com. Yeah, you should better find it on the homepage every week now. And Fridays. Yeah, every Friday. The other um, thing is that people do sort of tend to think that it's just a 15-minute highlight package as if there is such a thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the football, football ramble, ramble too. Yeah. It's not. It's completely new stuff. Yeah, it's we new, do a, we new do a build. Quiz. We do a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do a quiz. And it's of equal entertainment value. We yeah. strive very hard to make sure one's not better than the other. One's just a bit shorter. Yes, that's right. So get some over there every Friday lunchtime. Also, if you're cold and need a shirt to warm yourself up, get yourself <laughs> over to thefootballramble.com. There's a banner uh, at the top of our website for cultzeros.co.uk. You can click on that and it will take you through to their website where you can buy an array of Dean Wind that's Hall of Fame t-shirts competitively priced James mm. I think it's fair to say <laughs> and you can also buy one with us on the front so yeah. Ramble Force Hall yeah, on the front as well do that I? Yeah. Well, I you can, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to walk do. around with a t shirt, your own face in it, which you probably do. Yeah. Which I've seen you do. Well, you I know you've seen me do. <laughs> I know you've got a tattoo of yourself. So. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's Johnny Depp, not me. Well, he's got a tattoo of himself. <laughs> no, well, I was he's got a tattoo, tattoo of you. <laughs> Wrap it up, it's going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish this on Ramble Extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's known as the comedy cul de sac. Ramble Extra. <laughs> <laughs> where, where threads got to die. Uh, <laughs> rapidly becoming just called a ramble <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye James or Jim goodbye say goodbye Luke goodbye say goodbye Pete oh thank goodbye <laughs> say goodbye Marcus yep uh, we're all off to uh, Nick Wayne Rooney's beer cheers Jimmy Bullard and this is me old Mac of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. 
After that, it's all up for grabs. So we haven't got any players, we haven't got kids, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. <laughs> 